Stack of trolls, stack of trolls, never walks, only rolls. Mess with her, you get hot. She ate your dinner for dessert. Look out! Fox is a stack of trolls. Hello and welcome to the 73rd episode of the Downloadable Concept Podcast. This week in a predictively festive theme. Your hosts, the Santa Claus who's coming to frown, Talon Lee. I don't like fun. <laughs> Looking out on the Feast of Stephen, good King Jeb Wrenchless. Stop my joke. <laughs> and of course, we three things are still successfully pretending to be Fox Lee. <laughs> Hello, Fox. Okay, I, I have to ask you one thing, Talon. Did you not know that the Minecraft main character's name was Steve? I genuinely had no idea. <laughs> no, this is all With the question that, mark, that's part of it. Um, uh, rogue gallery, uh, Rogue Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. It? I yeah. thought this was all Jeb making one really long Rogue Galaxy <laughs> joke. What no, else? No, multi-layered. The, 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 the character uh, in Minecraft, the, the character, the default avatar's name is Steve? <laughs> With I the question mark. Only from merchandise in EB, but... I I found that in EB there's a book, like a hardbound physical paper book you can buy called 2016 in Vloggers, and it's got oh your favourite vloggers on the cover, and they all have names that sound like someone on Twitter parodying them. <laughs> it's it's Big Macca, and it's Chris Chris, and hey, it's Shawnee277. <gasps> Fuck? Oh, you're right. That looks like one of those parody posters they do for concerts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rename the guys. <laughs> Liar Town USA stuff, yeah. <laughs> so, 2016 is limping to the door, and we have played this year. We need to kill it more. We have played, it turns out, a video game or two this year. Yeah, this was a really bad year to, like, actually start launching and selling our games, because no matter how good anything that we did was, no one is going to remember this year fondly. No. <laughs> Relatedly, uh, I, I went back and did a history rundown for 2016, which I'm not going to do now because obviously 2016 isn't retro yet, but <laughs> I was kind of flabbergasted by how dense this year was. Just just like a, a nugget of always good stuff was coming out or notable stuff was coming out. Um, it wasn't quite like 1994 or 1999 where everything that came out appeared to have been a fucking classic, but sure. there was still like- Sure, but this was the year that everything actually came the fuck out. I know! Stuff that stuff that had been waiting in the wings since two thousand and two. Stuff that stuff that was first rumored in nineteen ninety nine. The <laughs> earliest rumors of the Last Guardian are from nineteen ninety nine. Oh lordy, it's kind of a special case though. It's, it, I'm, I'm not giving it any shit for being a special case. I'm just saying, like, this is a very weird year. Still, we have all played games, and I think it. I, I, I think because one of the things that this podcast does that I'm very proud of is we don't talk about games we don't play. We don't. We don't recommend to the listener that they try stuff. Uh, doing advertising work for some. We play things. We talk about what we played and how we feel about what we played. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought that it would be nice if this year, at the end of the year, we sat down and thought about the stuff we've played and the stuff that's definitely worth checking out. The stuff that's really stuck with us after all of 2016 now um just just so, just so uh we're clear on this i will gladly sell the fuck out oh yeah 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 <laughs> if somebody wants me to wants to pay me to 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 talk up their game i will accept the payment yep i will i will inform everyone that it is a paid announcement mm -hmm. but i will still accept the payment 
Yeah, uh, and this isn't to say that people who do, you know, news podcasts and podcasts running down games they haven't played aren't in any way bad people or, or doing anything wrong. It's just this podcast is modeled a little on the, um, I call, I remember it was the PC Format magazine that made a big point of it. The PC Format made a, made a promise that they never took a free copy of a game. They bought their games off the shelf, which means that their games were, all, their game reviews were always two months late, but they were always so much better. They were the ones who were like, yeah, it's a bug-laden pile of crap, as opposed to, glowing it's brilliant it looks great on the pc it's like yeah that first level looks great and that's all they sent you well this all went to kind of a well now i feel kind of i feel feel kind of awkward now because i have i have recommended a lot of games that i haven't paid for on this podcast (laughs) that's fine that's fine no but the thing is we play consumer we play the, the games the consumer gets and we actually play like you. Know, this isn't a matter of like we have a deadline. You have to get this game out with. You have to get this game review out in one week. So, uh, but we, we play things and we we talk about them by choice. Fair enough. I thought it was just when I'm gonna say I liked this if we didn't actually you know play it and stuff. That's true. And I am kind of very much speaking for myself because you know I play I play very few games this year. I feel. Mm, me too. In fact, I'm trying desperately to think of the other games I've played this year. <laughs> the list of those that came out this year is even shorter. Remember how I said I did research on this. This year i did research in our podcast this year you were playing rune factory in march yeah well <laughs> that that's when that's when we got the wonderful line from jeb of get owned nerd <laughs> that's the only time i've said that not the only time but it was i, I went back and re-listened to that chunk of show where what was, was the it? time where it just floored us all yeah yeah where little brother is all like i can fight my sister and she's just like oh no i have to fight my brother oh well crush for the record he doesn't want to oh no one likes this arrangement <laughs> And I was like, oh, so they go easy on him. And Jeb's like, nope, fucking wreck him. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> one, of, one of these days we're, we'll, have to, we'll have to make a, a smash cut episode of our own podcast. <laughs> Just to gloat about. Well, we are, we are very funny people, I have been told. Sure. You took a class in it. Uh, the listener contacted me to say that they were curious about Kath and Kim. Couldn't remember the name of the show, so they Googled that show with two Australian bogan women. And Google gave them Kath and Kim. Yeah, that's fair. And he said, <laughs> exactly how, d- what it is. how does Google know? <laughs> there aren't a lot of shows that specifically star two massive bogan women. It's true. Anyway, so, I guess... If, if if no one has anything in particular they want to start with, um, I can put out there that I have been playing Dishonored 2. Still. Oh, Still. really? Yes. Really? Um, Dishonored 2 is a really, really good game for me. I really enjoy it. Um, 2016 had a lot of sequels and stuff come out. And <laughs> Dishonored 2, I, I legitimately was kind of worried. There's one of them. <laughs> yes, it is definitely a game that came out in 2016. It was uh, a sequel that came out. Yeah, I was I was worried when I heard news of Dishonored 2 at first, before I saw the trailer, that I thought it wasn't necessary to do, especially when I was thinking it was just going to be more Corvo. Uh, Dishonored 2 shifting gears to Emily gave it a lot more uh, leeway to do interesting things. It took it to a different location. There was a new level of thought about the world and the world's development, so there's other stuff that makes it better. Um, it's just more game in a lot of the good ways you can say that. I've 
seen I've mostly seen people complaining that it's not perfect or that it's buggy and I'm lucky because the bugs have just never hit me I, I can't think of a single time I've had that game glitch on me so I'm I'm nice. blessed I guess that I can't think I can't think of a single reason or thing that's making me somehow exempt from all these horrors that people are talking about um but the uh the, the feeling that the game is unnecessary went away uh because it framed the the problem as being Emily's a grown-up young woman now and this is about her reclaiming her empire or if you play Corvo about getting her empire back for her um it even yeah, one of these stories is definitely better than the other um the the outsider even has a new opening has a different opening line for each one of them and when you think Corvo encounters him first time after Emily's been turned to stone he says ah Corvo I hardly need to say it but you've lost another empress it's, it's the saltiest fuck thing <laughs> <laughs> um the the plot is actually like I thought the plot was interesting. I liked the characters. I liked the voice acting, which is also rare for me in video games. They improved a lot of the combat systems. The, the new I I could just sit here saying here is stuff that is in Dishonored Two that I liked. Is there anything that's worth? Like, is this just a game that is a straight up improvement and evolution of its prequel? I okay. So there is one contentious issue with Dishonored Two, and I'm not sure where I fall on, mm-hmm. which is in Dishonored One, Corvo. Never talks. Ah. And in Dishonored 2, he does. And I've only played the Corvo campaign once, and I'm not going to say it's worse, but it did feel distinctly different to me. And I, there are some people who say it's tacked on, like Corvo doesn't feel like he belongs in the world the same way, and there are sometimes lines of dialogue that clearly he's just, like, piping up for no reason. Um, That's how I felt about most of the dialogue, because there's a lot of, like... No, 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 like, in conversation. Oh, Where okay. someone will be like, Ah, hello, you you finally come to help deal with this Empress problem. Um, and Corvo's line will be somewhat, like, not even connected to the conversation, or people will talk to Corvo as if he's Emily. That's a little weird. So there's a little bit of weirdness there. I but isn't he voiced by Crime Dad? He yeah, he's voiced by Garrett. He's voiced by original <laughs> Garrett. So there's also a part of me that's very sympathetic to that. I do like to think that this means they just wrote the game for Emily and Corvo was an afterthought because I mean that's that that's the story you want to have. I, I genuinely don't want to um, dump on anyone's fun if they're if they prefer the Corvo story. No, um, sure they can just, have that. For me, it didn't it didn't really spark anything, and I ultimately do feel myself curious about that contention between should Corvo not talk versus should Corvo talk because Corvo talking is almost a perfect version of that thing that I'm not sure should exist. Right? Like, I, I really like Corvo um, as a mute protagonist. Not a silent protagonist, but as someone who can't talk. Um, in, in Dishonored 1, I had the pet theory for the longest time that he actually had been in the process of torture um, in the start of the game, had lost the ability to talk somehow, and therefore all the interaction, all the options he had, people, the only options people were giving him to interact with the world were questions of violence, and therefore the, the whole undercurrent of the game is do you control yourself um, to limit the amount of violence? Which obviously that's a very reductivist view of anyone's their voice but it's still an interesting story well it's not of anyone who loses their voice it's of Corvo if he lost his voice that's true because Corvo uh, was already uh, someone who yeah true he was a very violent dude through violence but yeah uh, I mean that's is, is that not just you projecting something that was never actually there onto the story yes as it turns out it was I, I had it as a pet theory for a while there and then after some thorough investigation I found that there is one point where Corvo has to have actually said something. And at what point I'm like, oh, well, theory out the window. Because that's how theorizing about games should <laughs> fucking work. 
Uh, anyway. <clears throat> well, it's still a fun idea. It's always nice when something is done with a mute protagonist rather than just, you know, this is blank because you're supposed to fantasize about it. That's, yeah, and, and in Corvo's case, that's so weird and specific because Corvo is such a, for, for all that you don't learn much about him in Dishonored 1, there's a lot about the character that is very tightly defined. Um, And the idea that they were like, yeah, we, we left him mute so you could fill in how he talks about things. Kind of, you. Th- there's not a lot of room for interpretation of this character he's got a very specific solution mode you see the reason why he's not engaging in dialogue in dishonored one is that um he's quietly just just dropping some some really great hip-hop rhymes to himself as he's <laughs> that's why we don't hear his internal monologue in dishonored one <laughs> it would just crush the soundtrack <laughs> crush it i say and yeah i don't know i mean i look i felt there's never been too much room to interpret link but people still have wildly different ideas of what link is like that one, uh, that one follows is the one, Link is the is the is the Nintendo character who uh, hits things with a sword a lot, right? <laughs> and it's basically a golden retriever in conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's one of the games I loved the most this year, uh, Dishonored Two. Um, anyone else? Floor is open. I don't want to just keep going. <laughs> um. Well, like I said, God, I'm having trouble thinking of anything I've played a lot of this year that actually came out this year. Um. I I really like Pokemon Sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a late entry here, and uh, so's Dishonored too. Oh, I guess so. I'm really happy with how much I like it, given how much I was worried about not really liking it. But I'm definitely having more fun than I had in X and Y. Um. Not more than I had in Black and White, because I think that's my favorite generation, and probably always will be. We'll see what happens, but. But the location and the people and everything are so much more fun this time around. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that they've put in there to sort of, um, I don't know, pay homage to the fact that a lot of you have been playing this for 20 years at this point. And, and you know, this could be just a thing that's in the game. Or it could be a little bit of a shout out to the fact that you were playing in red and blue. That's pretty sweet. I still can't talk about a lot of them because spoilers. And I feel like I still shouldn't spoil this game because if nothing else, it's not Christmas yet. Yeah. Probably a lot of people who are going to get it might get it then. So. Okay, so there's your spoiler cutoff warning, kids. After Christmas, <laughs> if your parents didn't get you sun and moon. They don't love you. What the uh, fuck? Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not wrong, but <laughs> it's probably not the place to say it. Oh, owned. And any, any, and any parents who are listening, if you yeah. love your children, you will get them Pokemon Sun or Moon. Mm. By the way, I am your child. <laughs> Daddy. Baby Jim. No, no, that's the other way around. <laughs> what I'm saying is you could buy me Pokemon Sun and or Moon, mm. and I would play it. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Jeb? Uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know of the latest entry. <laughs> you might as well start well, with the latest entry. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're starting off with the what have we played this week, right? Basically <laughs> sure. what we're going with. Yeah. As good as anything. Because, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, see, if I start with that, then I might be spoiling what my actual goatee of the year of the year is. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we can, we can put that in the mystery box. I won't tell you what I've been playing this week until later. Uh, but I will talk about one of my other goodies of the year of the year. Yeah. Of this year. Yeah. Um, for those of you who might have forgotten, uh, much like Dre, uh, <laughs> uh, earlier this year, back in February, in fact, uh, uh, a, a certain game came out that uh, I particularly enjoyed, though Town did not. And, um, well, this pod, the reason why I'm talking like this, this podcast only moves when, when, when I'm moving and speaking. And, uh, that is the core <laughs> mechanic behind super 
Hot. Super hot. Super yeah. hot. Yes, super hot came out this year. Yeah, that's how stuff this year was. <laughs> and there are tons of people who are going around like, I wonder what should be on my... And I'm not seeing any, like, pe- remember, super hot came out this year. Back in February. That game was excellent. And super hot is still going. Like, people are still buying it. it, it check mm-hmm. check the uh, Steam page. It's still got recent reviews from, like, a couple of days ago. And they're all positive. It's a really good game. It's not... Um, and it's... The, the way it presents itself, the way its story pans out, doesn't work for everyone. I understand. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was probably the most fun I've had with a first-person shooter in a long, long time. <laughs> and that's probably because it was mostly a puzzle game. Yeah. Well, I've totally gotten you two mixed around. I thought it was Chab who didn't love it in that. And challenge like wow that's great uh super hot was my first ever steam refund wow <laughs> yeah okay and, and i that... totally had you guys flipped and by the way the person who advised me to get a refund was jeb like jeb wanted me to like the conversation more or less ran along the lines of you're not you're not obligated to own something you don't want and mm-hmm. yeah and like all the complaints i have about super hot can more or less be boiled down to it's not really it's not like coming. hotline miami which is such like <laughs> I would not use that as a buyer's guide for anything, right? Because there are lots of things I don't love as much as Hotline Miami. Like my brother-in-law, for example. There is... There is like a children. Wealth... <laughs> it's true. There's a there's a wealth of games. Uh, like, Superhot is quite clearly excellent at what it is doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just wasn't for me. Also, this is such a petty thing, but the, um, the reload times for me were about 12 seconds. That's so weird. Yeah. That's and still everyone was... Talking about how tight it was. Yeah. And I recorded a video of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just on my computer. Apparently, Super Hot didn't reload fast, which meant every failure was incredibly frustrating, which amplified all the problems. But yeah, (laughs) Super Hot, very well reviewed, very well praised, and the Jeb seal of approval. Mm -hmm. It it, it remains uh, Super Hot, as it were. I believe the Jeb seal of approval is a Popolo. Popolo, Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, Pokemon Poser. Speaking yeah, uh, of posing, I, some of the rival we, trainers. <laughs> yes, Jeb. No, no, this is a good segue. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Except really, I'm not going anywhere. Well, I do have a thing about rival trainers in Pokemon Sun Moon. Oh, yeah? Um, I learned from translators that it's your boy Guzma. <laughs> that is being held up and lauded as, by translators as like, this is amazing. Someone finally did it. Um, <laughs> Guzma's form of self-address is Oresama, which is effectively, you yeah. should know who I am. <laughs> I'm impressive and important, but it's also very casual and very street. And so you have translators sitting there looking at these phrases and scripts, tearing their hair out, going, how do you convey a character being arrogant in a friendly way? And <laughs> Guzma pulls it off. Well, he's not particularly friendly at first. <laughs> Bullshit. All I've ever seen of him is him saying, like, let it go and and thriller. Backstreet's and back. He seems, like a pretty, he seems like a really cool dude. I would hang with this guy. He's actually the single character I had the most trouble fighting as well. There's this one particular Pokemon which is just a fucking <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh to um to jump the uh to to uh to to you jump Guzma? I I don't intend to jump. Is that what we're is that what we're, yeah, is that what we're doing now? No, but <laughs> to jump I will your talk about, Um while while I've while the floor is empty, <laughs> I'll grab it and just talk about two two games I played this year uh very quickly. Because uh, neither of them are particularly big games, but I thought they were definitely great, and you should check them out. Um, Techno Babylon, which came <clears> out <throat> last year, but <clears throat> it's really good. Like Jeb said last year, I Techno wonder Babylon who is really said good. that. <laughs> He's not saying you're not always right. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just providing corroborate. Uh, this is this is like in, in in peer review. I've done the differential study to prove yours. Yeah, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. You've uh, yeah. you've replicated the experiment. Techno Babylon is real good. Um, Read only memories is real good. They're both mm-hmm. really good games. Uh, if you need voice acting in a video game, a voice acted version of Read Only Memories is coming out. I'm mm-hmm. not wild about it myself, but yeah, the voice acting talent. I know a bunch of those. Like I... a... Yeah, <laughs> go on, Jeff. It's a my Twitter. It's a my Twitter feed gathering. Basically. <laughs> It's like every nerd Jeb knows with a microphone. Aside from us. And the LPGs. I also, mm, I also played way, a, a... Different sector of the people I, I've met. And mm-hmm. not all of my men, but, you know. Yeah. By the way, if you're wondering why I'm quiet over here, it's because I am hurriedly going through a list of 2016 releases, trying to find <laughs> something I own. <laughs> No, but you've been playing a ton of old games. I have. And enjoying them. Talon just went with two. Yeah. Maybe so so like right now I'm gonna predict predict for Talon that one of the games he will mention is Shardlight by I haven't played Shardlight. Well no, that's the thing is that's the that's the uh the game that uh Watch I released this year. <laughs> so you're that I told everyone year, was I'll really be... good. Talon's next year's game of the year. Um that Shardblade is the game that came out this year that I thought was really, really good. And um, next year, you'll tell people about it, and they'll realize that it was really, really good. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are wondering um, what Talon is going to like next year, uh, Shardblade <laughs> is a post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear like fallout sort of thing, but it's Wajidai's take on it. It's written brilliantly, and I love the characters in it. It is so much, is so much fun. <laughs> wow, okay. I, I haven't played this, but I kind of wish I had because I have to at least see what a game called Bears Can't Drift is. <laughs> I have to assume that it is specifically about <laughs> yeah. bears drifting because I, you tell I a bear, bet, bear that can't. Is exactly what it is on the tin. Someone says, bears can't drift, fuck you, I can't. Smash cut to a referee saying, ain't no rule says bears can't drift. And for the record, that is spelled with an interrobang. <laughs> Hell, I played the Beginner's Guide this year. <laughs> I think, unlike you, I didn't like. It. Unlike you, unlike eh, unlike me, you didn't like it. I remember. I I remember feeling like it was talking to a different person. Um, and like I I don't think it's a bad game. Um, I certainly don't think it's a bad type of game. Which was the really thing. The thing that frustrates the fuck out of me is watching people talk about it, going, "Oh, it's barely a game, or it's not even a game." I'm deeply irritated by that perspective. Um. That said, Devil Daggers came out this year. I wasn't going to say anything. I figured you would. Because <laughs> yeah. we were talking about things that are, that are more your speed. <laughs> I'm, I'm very bad at Devil Daggers too. Um, but yes, Devil Daggers came out in 2016 in like February. This year was fucking chucks. Um, Devil Daggers is a tiny, tiny game. Like it's an arena that's basically the size of half a basketball court. And you just have wave upon wave of enemies it's a it's, it's almost a first person bullet hell with like almost wolfenstein style gun mechanics it is such an interesting tight little folded up package of a game and you run around in this arena trying to kill the things that are trying to kill you and then you fail and mm-hmm. then you try again and you just keep trying again forever uh, I believe there is one achievement in the entire game, and it's for lasting. I think it's nine hundred seconds or something like that. It's a no six hundred seconds. It's a ridiculously small um, amount uh, uh, of total gameplay, but getting there will take you forever. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, I can't really contribute much because I, I, it, I never picked it up because it's not really my thing. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's fair. I, I, indeed, it's not really my thing is, I think, a, a really good point to keep reinforcing because there are lots of games and you don't have to play them all. You could just play the games that you like. <laughs> uh, now, I will say this about Devil Daggers is that it has a really metal as fuck aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it looks like someone... It, you know what? Devil Daggers... Your, dis- your disembodied <laughs> hand is shotgun blasting, shotgun blasting knives that satan's yeah (laughs) devil daggers has the aesthetic that quake accidentally ripped off (laughs) like quake's aesthetic is all kind of mangled and like trying to jam together seven or eight different visual themes at once devil daggers has no noise devil daggers is here is a mile long centipede made out of bones low poly skulls flying at you now granted that was that now devil daggers is more of a satan thing quake was a cthulhu thing that's true Uh, so it is more doom a little bit, yeah, I guess. It, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I think of the 3D objects as being very, uh, very quake. Aren't they, like, pixelated, though? They are. So they, they look a lot like old-fashioned 2D, 3D? Yeah, they are. But, I mean, you spend a lot of time getting to look at these things. Anyway. Uh, sure. <laughs> also, every time you kill something, a blood patch appears on the bottom of the arena. And again, this arena is not very big. So by the end of it, it's just all red. <laughs> it's a really good sure. little game. Uh, if you want something meditative and repetitive and also kind of deeply hellish and nightmarish, Devil Dag! <laughs> you got anything else for us, Fox? Well, I've, I've finished the list now, and it turns out I I own virtually nothing that was released in <laughs> until Pokemon. Um, I'm thinking Zelda Picross. <laughs> that, that probably came out this year. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in that. Uh, uh, and and wasting time and money in Nintendo. Yeah, that would have come out. I think I think Zelda Picross would have come out this year because it was like the replacement for the old Nintendo Fun Club, whatever they called it. Yeah, it was released basically at the same time as Mitomo was, which definitely was yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also quite eh. You... <laughs> it was very quick to get over that, but I was only ever there for the club points, so... You did play, this year, you did play some Warlords of Draenor. Uh, oh, right. Yes, well. Mm-hmm. Draenor. I don't know if I'd really consider that to be a game release. Yep, moving on. <laughs> Look, it's more WoW. If if you like WoW, here's some more WoW. Yeah. Your numbers can Yay. be bigger. Numbers <laughs> go up. Change the way your character works again. Hope you like it this time. Uh, we're change it again in a few months. <laughs> you got one, Jeb, because I've got a small one. I sure do have one. After you, then. Well, you see, in the spirit of the season, I think it's important to, to say, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> What, what are we Virginia. Talking about? We're talking about Virginia, the the best uh, David Lynch up that I have ever played. Oh, right. Is, gotcha. In my opinion, the uh, an absolute cinematic masterpiece of gaming. Um, there, there's this completely dialogueless game that it is for all intents and purposes a walking simulator. I know, blah blah blah, interactivity. I know, I know all the arguments against it. I don't care. Virginia <laughs> is uh, an outstanding story with a really fucking confusing ending and it's about three hours long you'll probably have a good time if you like lynchian stuff uh it's it's about an fbi agent who's going out to investigate some goings-on in a very normal american town (laughs) where nothing weird has ever gone on except for the murders anyways um 
the the story expands a lot more to just to just the town. It also affects the the, the character herself and uh, a lot of the ways that the character herself could end up. I don't want to go. It's another case of spoilers. And a game this short, you really do yourself a, a, a service if you go in completely spoiler free. And it's not something that's going to work for everyone. It's uh, I hate the phrase it's not for everyone because every game is not for everyone. Yeah. Sure. But this is something that is is going to have a lot narrower of a market. But if you're interested, go ahead and try it. Um so, it has good, excellent. I mean that's a good work. way to phrase it. It has a narrow has, appeal, but it's excellent within that uh band. It has excellent camera work. I have not seen a game present itself this well before. That's I've, something you don't see very often. My main experience of Virginia is a Twitter commentator just sharing screenshots of the sunsets. And it is a pretty fucking game. Sure. For all its low poliness. Mm. Well, I mean, it, it, it has been a surprisingly good year for uh, high-profile um, cry fests about walking simulators. <laughs> <laughs> Because you have Firewatch came out, you had Virginia where people complained it was only three hours as if what they really wanted was a story they weren't enjoying to stick around for ten more. I don't know. Um, And then you had um, Fulbright Games giving away Gone Home for free and people whining about that. Mad salt. Oh, hey, I just remembered that's, uh, well, uh, was it the very good bundle? Did buy a bunch of games in 2016. I just haven't played any of them yet. Uh, as far as my tiny thing I was going to mention is I've played Killing Time at Lightspeed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which... Just... Uh, the the, the uh, uh, award-nominated... Uh, the, the the classic game by the award-nominated celebrity game developer, Gritfish. Yeah, John Kane, Gritfish Games. Um, who, by the way, I've met in person. I've shaken the Gritfish's hand, just you, saying. You mean the, the, award no- the award-nominated celebrity uh, game developer. Surely you're shaking his fin. John Gritfish's hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, also, t- this year we were both made collateral damage in a hate crime. <laughs> we, we, we both got uh, trolls vomiting at us um, over both of us making the same silly joke. Yeah. Because uh, people are awful. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Killing Time at Lightspeed is another one of those games that, like Virginia... Narrow appeal, but if you like what it's doing, you'll like it a lot. Uh, the premise of Killing Time at Lightspeed is you have just gotten on a interstellar voyage um, to a far star, and time dilation means that everything outside is moving at a different speed. Um, you can still, however, check your Facebook feed. It's not Facebook, but it's Facebook. Yeah, social media. Space- um, I think we Space- talked about this one before. Facebook, yeah. And, yeah. and that means like that it. you get updates from your friends chunked out with massive gaps between them. Mm-hmm. And it's you get to reply, but people Who will knows? be like, why are you dredging this up again? This is old news and stuff. So it's really interesting, and it has a very poignant set of things to talk about, about humanity, about our relationship to time, and our relationship to technology. It is also a game that you'll finish in about three hours. And amongst the randomly... Unless you're moving at light speed, in which case it might take you either longer or less time. I'm not sure how it works. (laughs) We're not good with relativity in this podcast. Hence me calling Jeb daddy at one point. Anyway, um... I thought that was fan service. Ah, the um the amongst the avatars that can be randomly generated by side characters in Killing Time at Lightspeed, there is a rendition of many of my friends and me, because uh John Kane was like, Hey, who wants to be a random avatar in my game? And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. So there's a little yellow okay. and black version of my Twitter avatar in there. It also looks uh, like my- 
my uh, not for public consumption Twitter avatar is also in there. Nice. Aww. I'm disappointed because mine's not going to be. Yeah, well, Aww. this is what you get for not following the awesomeness that is John Gritfish Kane, multi award winning video game developer. Celebr- you might have felt I didn't know he existed at the time. <laughs> Well, no. I'm not from around here. No games made in 2016 except <laughs> Pokemon. Have you been paying any attention? Uh, now, the award-nominated award nominated celebrity uh, game developer John Gritfish Kane is actually the first uh, person in the games industry I ever interviewed. Yeah, so I've nice. known him. For, I've known him for a minute, um, and also. He, he recently quipped on Twitter that his solution to the awkward second album was to release his second game before his first. <laughs> Mallow Drops came out after Which, Killing by the way, By the way, Mallow Drops is adorable and really fun. I've only played a demo, like, physically with the guy there next to me, so I had that awkwardness of, like, I don't want to look shit at your video game, man. <laughs> I hate trying games well, played... for the first time in front of someone else. I played a, I played a, an, an in-dev build of it a couple, uh, year and a half or so ago. Oh, God, I love that game. It's great. That one. It's so cute. It's got drop bears and kiwis. Ooh, <laughs> promising. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a gravity-controlled turn-based. Well, not turn-based, but action-based. Turn, turning-based. Yeah, turning it's turning. Based. You twist the levels. It's Really good. I really the like level. it. Actually, you know what I have done? I've finished a couple of games that I've been playing for years. <laughs> you did? Because like, this was the year I finished Saints Row the Bird. Saints Row 4, yeah. Yeah. Um, with you. Yes. And I finished Dragon's Crown with Malamba that we played yeah. like two years ago. And then he was back for a weekend and we were like, okay, we're going to finish this crap. <laughs> you know what happens the at the end of Dragon's Crown? More titties. You unlock all the other levels. Right. <laughs> Well, you unlock, like, the next 10 level. And at the end of those 10 levels, oh, guess what fuck. happens? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very arcade That's what it intends to do. That's at what the, it does. But, but crucially... Uh, the, end, the end of Row yeah. 4, of course, is is what do you discover at the end of the... What do you have at the at the end of Row 4? I think we can say this now, finally. <laughs> you got the touch. Oh. <laughs> you got the power. Well, that, that's more the Sorry, it's, it's a Christmas tradition for me. That that movie is a Christmas <laughs> tradition for me. <laughs> Which is pathetic, but give me this. Me and Grim Fox know pathetic. Me and King! <laughs> and by the way, that movie is garbage. That movie is sure. hot garbage. I love it, but the plot and the characterization... It's beautiful, beautiful garbage. What are you talking yes. about? I, I, I learned... You can pronounce that wrong. Isn't it supposed to be like, it's garbage? <laughs> I, I learned this year... The character Blur, who talks really fast, it wasn't a matter of them running a normal voice actor through a speed-up. No! I had a Guinness World Book Record speed talker to voice the yeah. character. Yeah. Because that'll get you better acting. He's really good. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he, like, that, he, he is an actor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you... Oh, okay. That's fair enough, then. I was just some fucking learned to talk really fast. Um... That said, there is one other big thing I played this year, and I I played it so. Are much we gonna? Hmm? Yep. I was gonna say I I could I could I can name more. I got more. Yep. After Greatest Jeff. shit number game. Yep. Yep. Any anything you I really only, want to talk about? I only like half of them were by one company. Well, I gotta run to the bathroom and yeah, drain the munchlax. Yeah, go for it. And Jeb, Jeb can keep talking. Uh, I, I don't even know if we go to the company yet. We don't even have to. This is just you know the the stuff that stands out and recognize that we have like 45 minutes of audio already done <laughs> yeah um uh but i i will run down a couple other i'll run down a couple other of the company before i 
mention the 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 true and real goatee of the year of this year year but um uh also came out this year which everyone seems to have forgotten about was dark souls 3 yes yes it did and dark souls 3 was in my non-pvp playing opinion quite outstanding it was probably the most accessible dark souls game that they've that they've released certainly more so than dark souls 2 and uh without a lot of the without a lot of the issues that plague dark souls 1 like even the the even the poison vested hellhole isn't as bad as blight town it still sucked <laughs> it is still terrible and they should stop doing that because nobody likes it but it did lead to a really cool boss fight which is acceptable okay um i i think we're well past spoilers for dark souls 3 so yeah uh, it leads really to people aren't that fussed about spoilers in dark souls games because it's such well oh, they, they 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 are for the first little while okay because like nobody wants to find out that oh this is the thing that like nobody wants to find out that like there there's a uh, Kind of like a uh, Artorius boss fight, huh? Sort of. Um, but smaller dudes. And oh, by the way, there's three of them, and that's an early boss fight. Oh, that's fine. This is fine. But, I'm I'm okay with events as they are complying. Ah, uh, but if you pay attention to what's going on, you will discover that one of only two of them are fighting you. Huh? If you don't attack, if you don't smack the the second one, it'll attack the other two. That's fucking fascinating. <laughs> I can't. Do? I can't remember what they're. I can't remember what they're bad. called right now. But uh, they. That was a a boss fight that I didn't think I could handle at first because I'm terrible at fighting multiple bosses at once. And then I, I found out that the the second one doesn't attack you. It's like, oh, so oh, okay, I think I can do this. And I did. And that was I good. Got a buddy. There's also a giant skeleton boss in it. <laughs> and I mean giant skeleton boss. It's like the size of Truckosaurus. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Dark Souls 3, uh, really good, and, um, I don't, still don't want to say too much because I want you to play Dark Souls 3 blind. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, th that's the, thing. The, the other game I was going to mention, the game that I kept secret, this, that I played this year, was Dark Bastard. Souls 1. <laughs> Was that this year? Yeah. Wow. Um, it was. Uh, about a month and a half of just not telling anyone what I was playing, passing multiple episodes of the podcast without mentioning that, oh yeah, I'm like armpit deep in the sewers right now. <laughs> we ruined this for me. Oh, Blight Town. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the I'm... fucking, and Orlando fucking, and our fucking archers. <laughs> the, the and Orlando archers were the point where I almost broke. Um, Blight Town, I actually got super lucky on. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but in Blight Town, I just appeared to, uh, never get hit by the toxic <laughs> people because of, because of the way I move. And then I was like, oh, someone's making a noise. And thanks to, I suppose, a history of playing stealth games, I went out of my way to take those people out ahead of time. And I didn't know they didn't respawn. So the first time I went through <laughs> the game, I didn't get toxic at all going through Blight Town. So I'm just like, why is is the clipping issue that bad for everyone? Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, the, that is really bad there too. And so is the frame yeah. rate. Yeah, the issue is you played it after that had been mostly patched. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Whereas I saw what happened on the PS4 when Shrike went down into Blackdown for the first oh, time, <laughs> it was like soup. Um, on on a on a uh, not so so here's here's a question, Jeb. If a game was ported to a new platform in 2016, does that count? Sure, why not? Because Dragon's Dogma came out this year, and I haven't had a chance to play it, but I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon's Dog was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the, it's the game where you can your your friend you can make a you can make a character and your friend can make a character and you each can make a a, a a helper character and then you can borrow each other's helper characters and you can pick up the helper characters you can throw them around at the other guys. <laughs> I want to see this in Chibi. There's a there's a video on the net of someone picking up their pawn and chucking them in a river and just getting the the slightly distant like the audio is good enough to go like oh you're far away so I'll make them quieter going arisen there's a river here. <laughs> Oh god, it really is like having a bunch of really stupid dogs. (laughs) It's wonderful. It is literally what it's like, yes. They're either really smart dogs or really stupid companions, and it's more fun if they're dogs. I like stupid dogs. But yes, um, anything <sighs> else, Jim? Because I know there's at well, least two we... just like keeping your back pocket here. There's three. I know. I said <laughs> I know at least two. There's three, but are we going to get on to actual, I suppose you two have already said your Cody's of the year of the year. Um, I'm trying to think about other stuff I've played this year that really stuck stuck out to me. And I feel a bit bad because like a lot of the stuff I played this year, um, I'm looking at my actual Steam history because thankfully it has that. And I'm realizing that there's this point of like, oh, I played that and then ditched it. Oh, I played that and then ditched it. Um, um, unsurprisingly, my four most recently played games on Steam are Dishonored 2, The Swindle, Hotline Miami, and Hotline Man. Miami 2. <laughs> I'm I'm not calling a game of the year because I haven't been playing this one for long enough and clearly I haven't played anything else that's fucking come out this year. <laughs> I, I uh, abstain uh, from the voting. I'll make a quick shout out though to um, Burly Men at Sea. And this I is one I haven't talked about this year. Yeah, oh, that's unfortunate. Brilliant at Sea is wonderful. It's a choose-your-own-adventure game, or book. Oh, awesome. It's all done in really fantastic, like, vector art. <laughs> there's a lot of, like... Oh, my there's, glory! There's, it's, you're looking, looking at it right now, now aren't oh, you? Oh, my glory! <laughs> okay, now, 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 hold on. All the sound effects are done with mouth sounds. It's like the, the whole thing is, like, uh, mouth sounds. Like, um, the, like, people, like... There's no foley or anything like that. It's wonderful. It's about these three burly men who go out to sea to have an adventure. Because that's what they feel like doing. We're going to go have an adventure. And then stuff happens during their adventure. And then when they get back, they're like, huh, that was quite the adventure. And then they go back. They go back to their, their, their town and that's where you check your, the, the books on the shelf. It's like, oh, we could go and have another adventure. <laughs> It's 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 really really charming. It was doing that thing where you sort of sound like you ate a modem. <laughs> oh, all right then. That was part uh, of my adventure. That was part of my my Burley Man adventure in the sea. <laughs> what what else you got you for us, Jeb? You were indeed making weird sound effects purely with your voice. What else you got for us, Jeb? Uh, I have to go a minute. Uh, I didn't play enough of Oxenfree to see if it was as good as I think it is, but I think it's good. I've, uh, the Oxenfree <laughs> um, dialogue system is one of those... Sorry, uh, Ox- Free is a, I guess you'd say, kind of a, a young adult fiction horror game, mm-hmm. um, which mostly what you do is have conversations with people and tune radios, and <laughs> uh, the conversation system is remarkable to me because it's smart enough to recognize when you interrupt someone and how that relates to what you were saying. So you get your text prompts of like, here are the three things you could say, and if you jump in straight away, it gives them a different reaction than if you wait until they're almost done talking. It's a really interesting system, and it looks like it's probably very, very hard to code. I wonder if I could do that with visual novels. I don't know. Anyway, Jeb? Uh, 
Dinner free. Um, Are we, we getting closer and closer to Cup Noodle Mayhem? Well, um, the thing is, one company made like three of my five favorite games this year. <laughs> and like, I can talk about Dragon Quest Builders. It's adorable. <laughs> if you like Minecraft or you like Dragon Quest, you should probably look at Dragon Quest Builders. And of course, you have a PS4 or a Sega because who doesn't play PC? Um, even though there's a fortune to be had there because I think that game would sell a ton on PC. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, a really adorably wonderful game. And uh, it is, in fact, despite being a spinoff, a direct sequel to, Dra- to Dragon Quest 1. To Dragon Quest 1. <laughs> yes. It is a sequel to the bad ending of Dragon Quest 1, where you accept the Dragon Lord's offer to rule beside him in and conquer the land. <laughs> And, of course, Squeenix also released the uh, World of Final Fantasy, the, the, the chibi, po- chibi Final Fantasy Pokemon where with the little little baby Tonberry that wiggled his leaves, which Just some people adorable. didn't like. Y'all I like thought Pokemon was, Go, right? I thought it was fucking wonderful. <laughs> I liked everything about World of Final Fantasy. It, it was just nonstop fun. And um, it's probably the reason why I never bought Pokemon Sun or Moon, because I, I kind of had... <laughs> I had my fill of, of, of Pokemons with the, that and the Digiman game that I'm not listing as a game of the year of this year, but it's also a game I played. Um, but, but that's all out of the way now, right? <laughs> right, yes. Right. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else to add before I tell everyone the big spoiler, the big surprise to what my funny I don't 16... think I have anything else in this year that mattered as much to me as Dishonored 2 did. Well, since we brought it up, I guess I should mention Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go was a thing Which, this year. Uh, I don't know. I have such mixed feelings about it, though. Like, it was a ton of fun, and it deserves to be as popular as it is, but it's not that good a game. It's <laughs> mostly just a, an idling sort of thing you can do when you're traveling from place to place, and it made it progressively worse on public transport, so it's been progressively less fun for me, since there's no stops within walking... Well, there's a one stop within walking distance of my house. Yeah. <laughs> on the other uh, hand, I have a university professor who has been funded to study the pro-social behavioral phenomena of Pokemon Go. Well, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I've never had a game before where I have randomly run into your sister and my nephews and we've taken a stroll to the lighthouse because we want to hunt for Pikachu. Yep, that's pretty weird. That's not a thing that could happen that outside of Pokemon pretty Go. pretty fucking weird. And, of course, the auto-spell naming weird. gave me hours of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun. I changed my keyboard app, which means I changed my dictionary, which means uh, I, I have whole bunch more to try out now we'll see what happens but yeah it, it's a weird thing it's it's definitely not worth spending a lot of money on but uh you know as a free thing it's it's still pretty fun and it's it's done things that no other game has done uh in terms of the behavior it has caused and the social opportunities it has created yeah that's pretty cool mm-hmm. also the team leaders were kind of landmark pokemon characters in a lot of ways which is rad yeah so i think that's all i got though all right jeb lay it on us do you let no man Sky came out this year? <laughs> yes, I do! I heard something about that. Mm, a game about traveling to alien planets and listening to people go, Nwep. I think it came out the same day as Bears Can't Drift! <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, in amongst all the other games that, that were never going to come out that came out this year, No Man's Sky came out this year, and I really liked it. But it's not my game of the year of this year, because that, of course, belongs to Final, The Boys Are Back in Town, Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Noctis and His Buddies. Protect Prompto Simulator 2016. <laughs> Protect the precious boy. Hey, if the boys want to fight, you better let them. <laughs> God damn it! You say that. You say that. You say that. But spoilers. 
Uh, I, of course, have still been playing Final Fantasy XV, and it is just wonderful. It, I won't say it's my favorite Final Fantasy game, because that's still going to be five. Yeah. That's still going to be five, but Final Fantasy XV might be the the best, like, the well, the second best role-playing game of this console generation, and the last one. Um, what would be the I, contender I, there? Well, the... the I, honestly, even at second best, I don't think it holds a candle to The Witcher 3. Ah, yeah. right, right. The Witcher 3, which, oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure the Game of the Year edition of that came out this year. It did, so, in fact. It did, that, it did. See, the, was the original when, when, edition when released comp- last year? Yeah. Oh, I thought yes. that was a this year game. Uh, the Witcher 3 is, of course, sublime, so not being as good as Witcher 3 is not, uh, isn't an, isn't in any way... It's not uh, really a mark against you. Yeah. No. In, in The Witcher 3, if you try to exploit cow respawn rates, a 25-foot-tall <laughs> cow comes along and steps on you. Remember this. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see something like that for farming spots in WoW. <laughs> but yeah. I want, to um, I want to see that for the gathering spots in Final Fantasy XV. And if I remember correctly, the, uh, the other thing I was expecting that you would list as a game of the year was World of Final Fantasy. So, yeah. Uh, Final Did Fantasy XV is... Hmm? Sorry. Just say, do they not do something like that for the the respawn spots in Final Fantasy Fifteen? Because I I thought in Twelve they had something like that. There were these farming spots, and ever so often there would be just something ridiculously overpowered. No, there's not. There's not really like that because you don't. Nah. Well, I mean, you can you can just go find the really. The, you have a whistle to call enemies to fight you in Final Fantasy Fifteen if you want to just fight something. Really, you want to fight something. Oh, see, there you go. If the boys want to fight, you have the equipment. You have the technology. <laughs> um, there's a lot more to the the story than just the the boys are back in town, obviously, and mm-hmm. there's a lot more characters that really appeal to me that than I thought there would be. Um, there are a lot of things that are 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 bad about Final Fantasy 15, and you could certainly make an argument that Final Fantasy 15 is in fact a bad game. I do not agree with that. <laughs> I think that it is much better than the things it does that are not good. I heard someone say that Final Fantasy XV is at its best when it is taking a relaxed pace with you and letting you do stuff you wanted to do. So in a lot of ways, it is a road trip game. <laughs> no, I think it. I think it mixes paces pace really well. I, I think that's not accurate at all because the things that when things get urgent, they get urgent, and it's really effective. Hey, that's cool. Actual urgency in an RPG? I'm not sure that's allowed. We got really used to turn-based games, all right? Give us a break. Not turn-based stuff, but just, you know, uh, it's the climax of the plot. Time to go fuck Better around to go and go back every... to the second world and grind that thing for ability points 10,000 times. <laughs> or just finish all the yeah. mini-quests I won't get a chance to otherwise. Yep, yep. Man, it, 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 is, it is nice <laughs> enough to say, uh, on multiple occasions, like, okay, you're not going to be able to go back and do other stuff for a while. Are you sure you want to do this? Do you want to progress forward? It does that. Often, in That's fact. Nice. Does it do it when you're also on a, a plot urgency uh, moment, though? No, it tells you that before you get to an urgent plot moment. Oh, see, that's a really good plan. Nice. <laughs> that is the way to get around that. Once you're, once you're on the once you're on the train, you're on the train. And it's you're, you're gonna you're you're gonna see some shit. Right, yeah. So, yay! Final Fantasy fifteen, a good game. TM, a good game. My twenty sixteen goatee of the year, twenty sixteen of the year. Nice. Now, with all that discussion of games we did play this year, 
set aside. Normally, this is the point where the podcast would go into like the retro gaming news and we talk about uh, stuff from history. And I thought, given the end of the year, that it would be a, a kind thing to do to do a in memorandum for the games that got killed this year. In the arms of the angels. And some of these, <laughs> some of these will be sad and tragic, and some of these will go. Oh, that's probably for the best. First things first. Yeah. R.I.P. Last guy. Do we need to? Do we need to? Do we need to get someone to to to, to make like a, a really shitty like MIDI cover of Oh Danny Boy? <laughs> I will do. I will go digging. I I'm sure. This Actually, will be I won't go digging because fuck it. I've got like ten hours to edit this thing. Um. <laughs> cancel games. The Mac and Linux port of Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> that game recalled? Yes! Oh. Yes, it was! Did it recalled? Um, <laughs> Inadequate for non-console consumption. EverQuest Next was officially cancelled this year. Oh, I didn't know that. I suppose they realised that anyone who wants EverQuest is still playing EverQuest. <laughs> uh, legitimately sad here, uh, Fable Legend was killed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is sad. That was the GM one, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn, I want to see what that would be. Uh, Halo Online. They were working on a Halo Online. Of course they were. They wanted wow. to make Halo Destiny. Yeah, well. They, you know they already uh, have Halo that? Destiny. Called... Destiny, Halo Destiny. They own Destiny. Microsoft doesn't know Destiny. No, but uh, um, Bungie do, and yeah, yeah, but Bungie uh, doesn't own Halo. Oh yeah, good point. Anyway, Microsoft owns uh, Halo. Don't Jeb, don't say that. You make the Bungie fans cry. The PS you know, the Bungie, fan, the Bungie fans want the Bungie fans want Marathon back, like me. <laughs> The PS Vita and Wii U ports of Hyperlight Drifter. Okay. Um. Now get this. Because <laughs> Hyperlight called... Drifter sounds like the Wii. It sounds like the something for the Wii U crowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It, it. It's basically a pixel art Dark Souls. Assuming that the up. Wii U crowd is us three, that actually sounds quite fun. Uh. Yeah. I. I have Hyperlight Drifter on my wish list. It. It looks really good. Um. Now get this. Here's a game I didn't know was coming because it was first announced in 2009. I'm going to make another Last Guardian joke, but 2009 is way too late for that. Nosgoth. Nosgoth. Got cancelled this year. And I don't. I didn't know what Nosgoth was until I did the research for this list, and I am now deeply pissed. Hmm? Because Nosgoth... It's the, ra- it's the rapper Nos, but he's all dressed up in, like, black. Nosgoth was a multiplayer, cooperative, action, squad-based RPG fantasy game in the Legacy of Kane universe. Really? Wow. Really. That's something we haven't heard from in a while. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. Nosgoth got huh. killed. Yeah, multiplayer party stuff. I'd love to see more of that. It was apparently going to try and be a Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, but multiplayer and with team-based combos. But not an MMO. <laughs> but not an MMO. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, the game Not a Hero and the game Project Knoxville were both cancelled. I have no idea what they are. Wait, Not a Hero was cancelled? Not a Hero was cancelled. I could have Not a Hero came out. Uh, Not a Hero's PS Vita release got cancelled, it seems. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. makes more My sense. Bad. My bad. I saw that on the list of things that I didn't get in 2016, mm-hmm. and I was, uh, I, I did, I noticed the name, and I thought, hmm, that is interesting. It's a Devolver game, so. Ah, yeah. well, uh, those are usually pretty good. Uh, Prost- oh, yeah, R.I.P. Russian Subway Dogs. Yeah. Damn it! Which what? didn't get starter enough. That sucks. Like, I mean, a version of it still exists, but I really wanted that Kickstarter to seed. I really wanted the kick. I really wanted to have enough money that we could get Ellie in Russian somewhere. No, that would have been magical. Not that I mean he'd freeze in Russia. He's a tiny skinny thing who cries for his blanket when it's 30 degrees outside, but still. Uh, Rising Thunder. I wish wish it was 30 degrees outside. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Rising Thunder got killed, which was um, a fight game which was going to be approachable Hmm. and was going to do things to curb uh, um, problematic 
uh, audience <laughs> participation. Oh, well, that would have been good. Uh, which is to say they were hiring moderators to deal with hooting dickholes. Holy shit. <laughs> but um, Rising Thunder got cancelled. Damn. Yeah. Well, in the future, if any studios would like to take an anti-hooting dickhole stance, uh, I am behind you all the way. Uh, Scribblenauts fighting words on the iOS store. Nah. Shantae, half genie hero for the PS3 and the Xbox 360, because I think they've quite reasonably estimated that no one's really buying on those markets right now. Is that Shantae? No, it's the most recent one. It's the horniest of the Shantae so far. Oh. Yeah. Bummer. They do not need more horniness. And here's, here's the thing, Jeb. I don't know if you've heard of this game, but Triad Wars was officially cancelled this year. Is that in relation to, like, Rot? No. It's Sleeping Dogs. Oh. oh. Triad Wars was a multiplayer, cooperative, oh. MMO, oh. Oh. Sleeping Dogs game. Oh no. Why? It went, it went into... It went into open beta in December oh. last year. Damn. Jesus, why? Why did you do this to us, Jesus? It's your birthday soon. Why are you doing this to us? Why did you yeah. take this joy away from us, Jesus? Triad Wars had an elaborate system that allowed you to chain combos into other people. So you know that scene in, multi- in martial arts movies where, like, one hero kicks a guy into his friend and his friend then beats the guy up who got kicked and oh, throws yeah. him back? You could do that. I wonder if you would have been able to, like, suplex a guy to your buddy and your buddy would be, like, suplex them into, like, a wood chip or something. Suplex train! I don't know if it got suplex trains, but, yeah, that was apparently the kind of game Triad Wars was going to be. It was going to be sleeping dogs, but all your friends as well. But they keep cancelling really interesting multiplayer stuff. I know! Like, Fable Legends, Triad Wars, and Nosgoth. They're all good sounding. Just because they figured everyone's playing Overwatch. Uh, The Walking Dead Season 3 on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 got killed, but that's kind of, you know, you know, it, PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of games being killed is kind of expected point. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought it was the, the uh, you know, just the next bit of the franchise. I was going to be like, <laughs> like a Telltale game petered out before they got to the end of it. Oh, well, granted, <laughs> granted, we are talking about the Walking Dead Telltale series, which petered out around the start of season two, so. I was going to say, season one was strong, season two, nope. <coughs> <laughs> That's uh, kind of my point. An unnamed extreme sports game by Criterion Games was cancelled, which is like almost. <laughs> oh, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. Un- I miss you. Un- unnamed extreme sports. <laughs> I'd love my, to know my, what the my next extreme sport my, is. <laughs> my next OKCupid okay profile will be unnamed extreme sports <laughs> in your honor. Uh, <laughs> and I apologize ahead of time for the term for this game's name. Whore of the Orient got cancelled. Oh, well, wow. well, I don't think we're going to miss it. Wow. Yep. Wow. Moving yeah, on. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sayonara. Um, yeah, this was a game which is apparently about playing colonists in Shanghai. Oh, oh. goody. Uh, and it was being developed by Team Bondi, because when I think of... What? When I, th- when I think of uh, uh, sympathetic and sensible depictions of 1930s-era China, I turn to a bunch of Australians. Oh, Christ. Oh. I think we can all be happy that that one ended. Yeah. But they, yeah. Were the, so, they were the people who made Alien War, weren't they? Yeah. Anyway. Good riddance. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's possibilities here, but I just... I No. <laughs> call me when anyone has made a game where, where playing the colonizers has turned out to be a bad thing. Mm. They're always fucking good guys somehow. It's gross. Uh, with regards to Team Bondi, I will say, uh, having dealt with people who were, like, you know, in the blast radius of that, from what I can tell, Team Bondi, as far as, like, actually building stuff, people go, and, like, we, we make models, we make content kind of people, they're apparently super hardworking and they got absolute shit on from from 
from um, well, yeah. from Rockstar. But no, for sure, yeah. That doesn't change the fact that L.A. Noir appears to be hot garbage. Anyway, uh, um, the Wii U port of Ukulele was cancelled this year. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. So if you want Ukulele, you're gonna have to get it on Steam, where it's being advertised. That seems to be the right place or, to get an indie game, anyway. I mean, well, I'm guessing the Wii U port got cancelled because the Wii U is basically given up. This. Problem. Well, I mean, it's probably it's gonna not, be on the Switch. I don't want to be mean to it, but yeah. it's yeah, that's. There's not a lot it's of being life left in that in console. It's being oh, replaced, shit. I think, in March. Sure, yeah. And now here's some other games. These are games that were running and live and were officially discontinued this year. Dark Spore. Man. Dust 514. That didn't take that's long. Familiar. That's the that's the that's the multiplayer first person uh shooter team-based Eve game. Oh yes, right, right, yes. Might and Magic <laughs> Duel of Champions. What if? That was that was like the free to play thing. Mm-hmm. Planet Side, really? Planet Side one or two? It just just Planet Side. So I suspect huh. that's one. Uh, Project Spark. What a fucking shame. Yeah, Project Spark. Project I didn't Spark. know about it this until this. I looked it up. It looked really cool. It was. I've, I've tinkered around in it. It's a uh, it's Microsoft's uh, Xbox brands. Um, sort of like a, it's like a a three D platformer, three D game maker. Yeah. Oh, kind okay. of sandbox. Right. It was a free like thing that like, you could mess around with. Little big planety uh, or Disney Infinity type game maker thing. Kinda, yeah. yeah. A, a little um, more stripped down than those. Mm-hmm. Well, they have done pretty well on game making tools since the Xbox launch. Like, that's been one of the things that it's been respectful. Mm. Like, and, XNA uh, was generally hailed as a huge deal. XNA was pretty popular with game makers, like, weirdly to the point where when they cancelled it, a bunch of indie devs picked it up and were like, we can make this for everything now. Mm. Don't know how that went in the end. But. Well, Project Spark got cancelled this year. Uh, the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot got cancelled, and <laughs> if you like that game, I'm sorry, but I hate it just on the basis of its name. Sure. <laughs> it's not a good name. I'm, I'm not a fan of the name. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I am contractually allowed to to hate that name because that sounds like something Prompto would say. <laughs> and Prompto is a pure and perfect and sweet boy. He'd be sincere about it, right? Yeah. And that sounds like yes, one of your that's the thing. meta titles. For, yeah. yeah. Uh, Enough on that. And finally, two Tom Clancy's games, <laughs> End War Online and Ghost Recon Phantoms, were both killed this year. Sure. Which stands to reason. I mean, they they kind of did want to free up Tom Clancy fans for one MMO. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> look, finally, look, they lost a couple more of the couple of the of the lesser Tom Clancy Ghost Riders. Yeah, so they needed to narrow down the focus. It is kind of sad to think about the number of these games that are uh, that rely on online functionality and just go away. It used to be kind of a rare thing, and now it just happens. Yeah, every year it's just churn. this, you know, yeah. cut, you know, pruning the pruning the rosebush kind of stuff. And you know, considering how <laughs> devastating it was when we lost the one thing we gave a shit about that was online. Now, do you want to hear the top ten games of 2016 according? to Metacritic. Oh, goody. I'm going to go from the top down because it's much more interesting. The number one game of 2016 according to Aggregate Services. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. That game is fucking beautiful. Number two, Inside. Oh my In- god, I forgot Inside. Yeah, Inside came out this year. The same developers. Inside is brilliant. Ah. Mm-hmm. But get it this, is... Jeb. Oh, go on. It, it, well, then it was... Oh, this is this is this is way a whole other level. Like inside is ah, God. What's the? I'm trying to think what the t- director's name is. Yeah. Uh, kind of known for body horror. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the actual director is Aunt Jensen, but I don't think that's who you mean. No, no, I'm talking about a film director, a very famous one. Um, Cronenberg. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard picture, people mention picture Cronenberg. a Cronenberg. Picture a Cronenberg limbo. Yeah, and that's oh, inside. Yeah, you don't want it. But yeah, inside's <laughs> not really good. not a big horror fan. So uh, now, Jed, at number three, 
This is the third best game that came out in all of 2016, according to Metacritic, which, as we know, because it aggregates numbers, has to be objective and flawless. <laughs> and uh, this isn't a criticism of the game. I feel like you're building up to something good here. Out of the Park Baseball 17. That's reasonable, yeah. That game's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. It has eight reviews. Uncharted 4 Raven. has 113. Metacritic. No, out, of the, out of the Park Baseball is outstanding. It is uh, one of the... It is easily the best baseball simulation on the PC. Mm -hmm. I feel like what we're looking at there is a case of this aforementioned uh, narrow appeal. Yeah. But well, yeah. It, it is the thing for that that narrow area. Look, the eight reviewers in aggregate gave it 92%. <laughs> Obviously thought it was superb. So those eight people, none of them hated it. <laughs> none of them even disliked it. Next up, we have The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine, which is basically the game of the year, all the DLC included version of that Witcher 3. Uh, <laughs> I've also you said the Witcher 3, The Wild Wild Hunt and Blood and Wine is an expansion pack. Oh, that's the fourth best game this year. <laughs> Next up, Metacritic is flawless. We no, wait, no. You said it's both. It's it's both titles. So that probably is the game yeah. of the year edition. Yeah, okay. I, I believe so. Yeah, because I think yeah, because Blood and the Wine, Blood and Wine was the first DLC, and or no, Wild Hunt was the first DLC, something like that. Yeah, so I don't remember. The DLC was free, by the way, because yeah, because nice. yeah. people why not just have it. why not just have three fucking games. The three of the best yeah. games ever made at once. Great. Uh, number five was Overwatch, to no one's surprise. Mm -hmm. Number six was Forza Horizon 3. Mm -hmm. I have to trust Metacritic Which, on racing games because I don't know shit. Uh, I have not gotten a chance to play Forza Th Horizon 3, but a lot of people I know are very, very in, uh, uh, into that game. Mm -hmm. And sitting at number seven with nine reviewers and an aggregate score of 90%, Steven's Sausage Roll. Steve? I have heard... I have heard that Steven Sausage Roll is fantastic. Yeah, I've heard that Steven Sausage Roll is the kind of puzzle game that um, that the, the truly cryptic crossword player kind of people love. Oh god, okay. If I recall, I'm not going near if that! I, if I recall correctly, that is one that is highly recommended by uh, uh, by Rob uh, at Retro Remix on Twitter. Yep, yep. And, you, know who uh, else it, you know who else highly recommends it? Who? Jonathan Blow. Yeah, well, he can Jonathan Blow me. <laughs> he released The Witness and immediately started playing Steven Sausage Roll. I'm sorry to play a much better game. By the way, The Witness <laughs> came out this year. Again, yeah. Like, ne next year, the first show is going to be pretty jam-packed with, like, holy shit, really? <laughs> Finally, the, the bottom three for 2016. NBA 2K17, 17 reviews. No, those, Fair that's enough. fairly... Yeah. yeah, that's the one That's the one where they had to do special math to justify the existence of Stephen Curry, right? <laughs> Steph Curry. Steph Curry, my bad. Steve? Steph. No, Steph. <laughs> mm. But yes, Curry's uh, the story about that, by the way. The story about that, by the way. Uh, Nike uh, wanted, I think it was Nike, wanted to talk oh, yeah. to Steph Curry about endorsing a shoe, and they couldn't even bother to get his fucking name right. They oh, called no. him Stephen Curry. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well done, guys. You can Num feel the respect. Number nine. Again, eight reviews, 90 out of 100 on Metacritic. Kentucky Route Zero Act 4. Because <laughs> that also came out this year. <sighs> Everyone knows my thoughts on Kentucky Route Zero. Can't suppose that wasn't an honorable mention. <laughs> I have not played Act 4 yet. Uh -huh. ah. And finally, Res Infinite. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's it. That, that's the 10th the best game Res, this well, year. Res, Res is, an, is supposedly a fantastic... A uh, rhythm-based shooter. Yep. I don't know anything about this. One of the four worst games. <laughs> I don't have that information easily to hand, Boo. but we can look that up later when we do a full retro gaming news. <laughs> finally, 
finally, before we say goodbye to this year and the listener for a, a couple of weeks, there were six video game films this year. Uh-huh. Six of them. Can oh. you guess any of them? Pixels? The Warcraft movie, obviously. Okay, we have Warcraft. Yep. Less said about that, the better. Yep. That's I think one. the World of Warcraft movie was good. <laughs> the Warcraft movie was good. You heard wrong. Blizzard are happy uh, with it. You haven't seen it. Uh, I know. Define, it's define video Define video game movie. Explicitly a tie-in to a movie franchise. Well, so to a game franchise. has a couple of uh, Halo movies. I have no idea if any no, of them are recent. These were all cinematic releases. Sure. And, crucially, in this case, all of them name the game they're related to in their title. Like, so no no sneaky side... No, that pixels nonsense. No, so, not wait. Like pixels. What about yep. Kingsglaive? Kingsglaive is one of them! Kingsglaive, yeah. Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay, it has it in the subtitle. Uh-huh. You got um, has Assassin's, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed is out. They made an Assassin's Creed movie. Yes. Oh. It finally did. Is Which it actually ones? out now? It's out. It launched December 20th. Oh, sorry, no, it, it's not quite out. It launched December 21st. Which okay. Assassin is it based it's on? It's vaguely based around Altair, but not really. But more annoyingly, they tried to do the Ubisoft uh, pre-order bonus bullshit with the movie tickets. Oh. And if you bought the movie <laughs> tickets, if you bought the movie Damn. tickets for $450, oh. you got a crossbow. A real crossbow? Apparently a real crossbow. Sweet. I didn't look too deeply into it, but yeah, Sweet. fifty bucks for you, you know you, a crossbow. You just buy a crossbow. <laughs> uh, actually, it's really hard from some places to buy a crossbow. Yeah, good point. And you think in those there, places there are... you're going to be able to get a free one with your movie ticket without any problems? <laughs> I'm saying I know a lot of places where it's harder to get a crossbow than a gun. Uh huh. So you've got you've got Assassin's Creed, you've got Warcraft, and you've got King's Glaive. So you've got the three easy ones. I'm going to be super cynical and say they're probably making a Watch Dogs movie. Nope. Uh, no, because they Dogs. made they they want to start they, they can do that now that they made Watch Dogs good. Because by the way, Watch Dogs Two came out and was good. I learned what um, the protagonist uses as his melee weapon, and I really want to play this game now. Isn't it? Isn't it awesome? It's a pool ball on the end of a length of cable. <laughs> Which there's a lot of there's a lot of dis- there's a lot of discussion about Watch Dogs too. You know, you really should be playing this non-lethal. There's like no motherfucker, problem. motherfucker is carrying a pool ball on the end of a length of cord. <laughs> that is going to kill some people. He is not interested in. Like I was watching Spawn on me, uh, playing some early bits of uh, early parts of Watch Dogs, uh, Watch Dogs Two, and that thing is brutal. <laughs> that actually reminded like the- me a lot of. Um- RPG systems. Yeah. You want to say that the difference between lethal and non-lethal damage is the bludgeoning. Yeah. That's how you do non-lethal damage. <laughs> and I'm like, have you ever hit a thing with a hammer? Just, <laughs> just like a hammer you can get out of a tool cupboard. <laughs> Good thing this is non-lethal. Whack, 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 whack. Speaking of getting weapons you should, really, out of tool should, really should, really should play this like it's non-lethal. It's like I have been hit in the head with a cue. <laughs> you, you don't know that can kill man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grandparents had a billiards table when I was wee. I've dropped them on my foot and that hurts like a yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of getting tools out of uh, improvised weapons and getting tools out of a out of a sorry, getting weapons out of a tool cupboard. Was there a hitman? No, but it was a zombie franchise. Oh god, a hitman. There's already been a hitman. Well, there was a hitman film. It was start. It started. Uh, I can't remember who. I was about to say Mark Wahlberg, but that was Matt. That was uh, Max Payne. Yeah, and that was even worse. The Max Payne movie is. <laughs> but yeah, um, Dead Rising Endgame. It had a movie. It had a movie. Uh. Uh, yeah, apparently Capcom financed it almost entirely themselves. 
No more zombies. Okay. We're done with zombies. Uh, and the last two movies feature anthropomorphic animals. Was that the video games, not the other way around? Oh, oh, hang on. No, Kirk. Was there a Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Turning it around, we're going back to Dead Rising Endgame because you need to hear this cast oh, because boy. I can't tell. Who, like, there's one name on this that I'm reasonably certain isn't made up. Uh, Jesse Matcalf as Chase Carter, Keegan Connor Tracy as Jordan Blair, Dennis Haysbert as General Lyons, Patrick Sabagini as Garth, Billy Garth. Zane as Leo Rand, <laughs> and Steve. Wait, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> I wonder if he gets to to do the his Kingdom Hearts bit of just talking about the darkness. <laughs> I was just thinking about the darkness. Now the thing is that main actor for Dead Rising Endgame, the, the guy playing the central character. Wait, the read the first the two. Read the first two again. Read the first two again. Jesse Metcalf as Chase Carter and uh huh. It's Metcalf. Connor, but... Metcalf. Okay, and Keegan Connor Tracy as Jordan Blair. All right, now read those again. They reversed. <laughs> Chase Carter and as tell Jesse me... Metcalf and Jordan Blair as Keegan Connor Tracy. They both sound equally made up. <laughs> but he's the best thing. You know how you can tell someone by their biggest project? You can generally get a feel for them. Mm-hmm. Keegan Connor Tracy's biggest role was in Final Destination 2. Jesse Metcalf nice. was a notable recurring character on Passions. I'm having such a problem with this name. I really am. I don't know why. like Baby Cow, right? Yeah. Yeah, Metcalf. Metcalf. It's a name that pops mm. up a lot. Anyway, yes. Metcalf. So Dead Rising Endgame clearly had cream of the crop. Great, great casting. Moving on. Billy Zane. Uh, yes. Sora, do you not movie. understand that the darkness is so dark? Mm. Wow. Wow. What is uh, like the hedgehog? Oh, Angry Birds. Angry Birds, yes. How could I forget? Was that this year? King Angry Birds. That was Bird. this year. For some reason I thought it was last year. No. Was it like a post-Christmas release? It was May 20 this year. It was in May, okay. Huh. Uh, by the way, the cast for Angry Birds movie includes Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Kate McKinnon, Sean Penn, Tony Hale, Keegan-Michael Key, Bill Hader, and Peter Dinklage. Wasn't Keegan-Michael Key playing... Uh, <laughs> Jordan it? Blair. Yeah, no, no, different person. And finally, <laughs> finally, a game finally. movie which stars the voices of James Arnold Taylor, David Kaye, Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, Bella Thorne, Rosario Dawson, and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, shit. No, I should know this one. You really should. I don't know what Talon was doing there. He sounded like an arcade machine of some kind. Well, that's because it was obviously Donkey Kong, the, the video I'm game. Back. Feel free to... Uh... Sounded like he was doing the Star Wars Cantina theme, actually. Oh, shut up. I don't do jizz. Anyway. um, Jizz? Yeah, that's the, that kind of music. They're a jizz. Uh, excuse me. It's because they play a jizz whaler, obviously. Yeah. You people are just making up words. That's what Star Wars is all about. Uh, yes, this is an original story, not a direct interpolation of the game, written by Monroe, Jerry Swallow, and former Insomniac Games senior writer, <laughs> TJ Fixman. <laughs> How little are the kids that this is for? <coughs> I don't know. Let's see. Does it have an age range easily? Uh, wow. Oh, that's sad. Um, it's an American-Canadian production. It had a budget of $20 million. It had a box office take of $13 million. And the villain is played by Armin Shimmerman. Mm, who's that? Uh, amongst other things, he's the voice of Andrew Ryan. Oh, okay. He's he's actually quite good. I, I like. He's a furry Andrew Ryan out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he's just on Twitter. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read some of the character names. Okay, uh, that's here. a good idea. Let's I'll see. I'll catch on eventually. Uh, 
Mr. Micron, Ollie, Juanita Alvaro, Stanley's mum, the ship computer, Solana Trooper, Stanley, a Blarg Trooper, Mr. Zircon, played by Brian Drummond, Dallas Wanamaker, Zed, Blarg, Starship Commander, Brax Lectris, Dr. Nefarious, Mrs. Anthros, Captain Capernius Quark, Sylvester I assume that Stallone. not all of them are. I assume that not all of them are. Sylvester Stallone is Victor Von Ion, Drex Robot Lieutenant. Well, apparently a bunch of them are robots. Rosario Dawson as Ilaris, Bella Thorne as Cora Velarux. John Goodman as Grimroth Raz, Paul Giamatti as Chairman Drek, the leader of the blog. <laughs> David Kay as Clank, James really? Arnold Taylor oh, as yeah, Ratchet. Oh yeah, there was a Ratchet and Clank they movie. Made a Ratchet and Clank movie? They made a Ratchet and Clank movie yeah. and clearly worked really hard to get a really good cast. Also, isn't everyone a Ratchet I... and Clank robots, not furry animals? There's a bunch of furries and there's a bunch of robots. If you'd said it was fucking robots, I still would have had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Uh, also, Tabitha the Sir Jermaine is in here as well, so like really good voice acting cast stuff. I, I think I heard that that was actually alright. Yeah, it's been a weird year of actually alright for Ratchet and Clank, because Matt Lees of Cool Ghosts was talking about how surprisingly good the Ratchet and Clank remake on the PlayStation 4 is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just seems that they, they've done a pretty good job somehow. <laughs> Not blow you away, it's the best thing ever, just like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah. Well, definitely Good out of all of those names, that's the one that I would think stand, stood the best chance of being a halfway decent film. So, 2016. 366 uh, that days. That was a year. Now I have to edit this shit together. <laughs> Did my buffing over you in that last bit help? No. No, it didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. No. But, uh, do you want to exit the podcast? Wish our dear I listener... I think it's time to exit the podcast. And with <laughs> it to exit 2016. Exit Wish Did our... you pronounce that? I thought it was excellent. Excellent. I don't know. It's got to be um, like Latin or something. Jeb's closer to France than I am, so. Um, we should probably do an outro. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe you know. I got. I got. Something. Do that thing. Do that thing where we mention Zencaster.com for the application software that we use to record our podcast. It's a good software that lets you record podcasts. That is a very valuable service, and it certainly made Talon's life easier. Yeah. Though they stopped giving us free shit now, so. Meh. Aww, <laughs> Talon can't still play feel... the baseball fanfare noise and have Jeb not hear it on the other end and go, "What? What are you joking about?" Do 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 do. What are you talking about? If Jeb had that button, he would use it a lot. I would never stop. (laughs) It would would be. Don't give me a soundboard. (laughs) Don't give me a soundboard. No, it's a terrible idea. Just like every single episode would be full of Jeb pressing the elephant walk button. Do you, I, yes. Not even you, you, the discussion we just had about burly men at sea and sound effects. Made, <laughs> what a clip of you doing! Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And me going. Thank you all very much for listening to us this year, the listener. Um, we want to thank all of the listener who contribute to our Patreon. It's been very. We're very grateful for you helping cover our server costs and in giving us a signal you enjoy our work. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, a Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, as ever always that was jeb that was fox and that was talent tune in next time when due to the release of steins gate zero it'll be 2016 again oh no Ah! (laughs) anything but that
I have a thing. thing. All right, Fox, give us an intro. Well, I actually had like a little pre-credits bit I wanted to do as well that I thought, do we still have those? You know, we sometimes do. A little do. bit of talk back and forth before the credits. We can. Okay, okay. So uh, I wrote a theme song. You hear it? No. No? Yes. Well, my bit doesn't work unless you say yes. So I want to take that as a yes. I said yes. That might be better than the pre-credits bit. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go.